Welcome to another edition of Strategic Moves with Lou. I'm Mike Henry, your host, and uh, also your host is Lou Italo. She's the owner broker of Strategic Realty in Wichita Falls, Texas. And welcome back once again, Lou. And we're glad to have you here as well. Uh, We'd like you to visit strategicrealty.net, which is the company website. Check that out. And we try to talk about all things real estate on this program and keep you informed on things. And I I tell you, the, the market hasn't slowed down one bit in terms of sales numbers, in terms of, of growth. Uh, the one thing that's not picking up at all uh, is, is the number of listings on the market, uh, particularly in our neck of the woods here in North right. Texas. In Wichita Falls, we're still short on listings. We got more buyers than we got houses to sell still. And that seems to, that, that's been the resounding theme since we started, well, since before we started this show, but since we've been doing this show the last several months, uh, it, it hasn't changed. The drumbeat hasn't changed one bit, has it? Not at all. Uh, I'm about to look at the Paragon, what we have listed. As of yesterday, we had, uh, I think we had like 20 new listings yesterday. Really? Okay. And so wh- how have we been pacing in the local area in terms of daily listings? It, it, kind of what what's the number been like? The average is usually between 20 and 30 listings a day, and that can range from commercial to land to right. uh, rentals and stuff like that. Right. So on average, I'm seeing about 20 listings every day. Yeah, well. But like I said, that, that encompasses every facet of real estate. That's not just residential homes. Well, according to some recent data that I've uncovered, active listings, and this is statewide data, so this is not just – North Texas, this is this is statewide. Active listings were down 53% in the first quarter of this year versus last versus Q2 year. or mm-hmm. Q1 of last year. That's so correct. Q1 January to March of this year, we're down 53% statewide. That's mm-hmm. that's a pretty significant drop. Yeah. It really is. Um, we've got uh, according to this data, 1.3 months of housing supply. This hmm. time last year, Q1 of last year, it was three months. So we've got less than half of the inventory available Q1 of this year that we did last year. That's a huge, uh, folks, this is huge. I mean, this is, when you, and when you consider the growth that Texas is experiencing, right. and we are experiencing very significant growth in our state. Lots of people moving here from both the East and West Coast, people moving here from all over the country. Uh, This is significant stuff here that we're seeing. Well, I mean, right now in MLS, we have for sale, just for sale, just residential, we have 121 active listings. 121. I know. And that's at one, five counties. At, at one point, we were as, as low as about 105, 106. So it's... it's so. I mean, 20 listings is not really that significant of, a, of an increase, but that shows that we are still in a seller's market. What I'm really going to be interested to see mm-hmm. is those census numbers when they come out in September, because that's going to give us a lot of good information on the shift, where people are coming from, how many mm-hmm. people have moved in. I'm, I am convinced that the Wichita Falls metro area has grown. Wichita Falls, I'm convinced, has seen a slight increase in population. I feel where like we, where are we at right now? Like 110,000. Uh, we no officially we're about 104, like uh, just under 105. 
but uh, that's based it feels on tw- like we're at least 110. I I'm telling you, I think we've grown. If we haven't grown by 3,000 at least in Wichita Falls, I'm going to be shocked. I'm really going to be shocked. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I'm going to have a hard time believing that we haven't undercounted if we don't see at least 3,000. And 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 the, and the reason I say that is because um, I, I have some insights on on the census and data collection. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem that they run that they ran into, and this is this has been true all along. The census has been conducted since 1790. We, we've been doing this every 10 years since 1790. The very first census in the United States was commissioned by George Washington and Thomas Jefferson led it. So we've been doing this for a very long time. The problem is is, and, and this has been more of a problem in recent years, is you got a lot of people that just don't, don't want to be counted. Yeah, they, don't they don't respond to the surveys. They Didn't don't. It used to be illegal to not respond. Well, technically, technically, it's the law. Nasty gram. Yeah, I got. Yeah. I remember getting a nasty gram when I was in my thirties or twenty or late twenties or something yeah. like that. Well, the reality is, Lou, they're not. Go- no one's going to show up at your house and put you in handcuffs and take you <laughs> off to Leavenworth for not responding to the census. That's right. not going to happen. Right. Right. In all likelihood. <laughs> but you are going to be bugged repeatedly by the enumerators. These are the people that go door to door. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We're from the Census Bureau. We need to talk to you. And that's gonna and they're gonna come to your house repeatedly. Now that's over with. That's that's done. The census is completed. So they've counted everybody they're gonna count for this cycle. Mm. And so the next census won't come up again until twenty thirty. Mm. Um, but the data that we have on the Wichita Falls metro area is based on twenty ten numbers. Now there there's some you know, there there is some uh, modification to that as time goes on but the official number when it comes out in september i will be absolutely stunned if we have not reached at least 108 or 109,000 people in wichita falls but i also feel like when you look at the um the outlying communities you know the the bedroom communities burke burnett electra iowa park Park, holiday mm -hmm. henrietta i would count as one of those archer city City, i would count as well as yeah I think they've all grown as well. You know, not not everyone, the point being, not everyone who's moving to our state is buying a house in Dallas or Austin or San Antonio. Well, Holiday is probably, is, is probably experienced the yeah. largest growth. Probably. Probably. So, well, it, and it seems to be evident in their school numbers, in their ISD. It seems to be evident there. So, you know, I think as, as we go along here, we realize we have some advantages here in North Texas. And, and, and tell me if you agree or disagree. We still have a lot of room to grow here. There's still a lot of land that could be available for development. That it's is not correct. necessarily for sale right now. But well, we're going to have about 500 and something odd acres in Archer County here in a little bit. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. I mean, there's, there's land out there available. We've got room to grow. A lot of metro areas, you get into the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, land is at a premium over there. And, and they have seen such explosive growth in the last 20 years, especially the last 10 years. They, they used to um, call it the triangle, the area between uh, Justin and Denton and mm-hmm. uh, what was the other area? But that triangle area right there has just exploded to the point where you don't have any more room anymore. Well, I remember when Frisco, Texas had one blinking light. <laughs> That's how old I am. Frisco, Texas had one stinking blinking light. And now you can't tell where the city limits ends or begins. Mm. You can't tell. So <laughs> they've seen all this explosive growth. Well, they're kind of running out of room to grow. Everything's now coming north toward Decatur. 
And that's uh, where I think that that's where I think that our market. That's one of the reasons why I think that our real estate market needs to be a little bit more open. Like right now, we are we are exclusive to our MLS system is exclusive to this one program, mm-hmm. and that program isn't linked in with the Dallas Metro. Fort Worth area. Right. So all of the listings are only viewed on our MLS system. Kind of explain to people, because it's the multiple listing service, yeah. MLS, kind of explain to people what that is and how that works. Because, I mean, uh, most people probably hear it, but they don't have a clue. It's 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 where we list all of our sales, all right. of our, our, our current listings, our active listings. And so me as a real estate agent, I pay for my dues, include right. my multiple listing service. Right. Um, and then that will flow into other websites. So, right. for instance, if I list a house tomorrow over on... Uh, you know, M- Elmsworth or something like El- Elms- Elmwood. 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 <laughs> Elmsworth. El- <laughs> if I list a house over at, at uh, Elmwood tomorrow, yeah. that listing will show up on Realtor.com. It'll show up on Zillow. It'll show right. up on Truly on a lot of the websites and stuff like that. And it'll show up on a lot of the web uh, personal websites if you have right. the IDX that you can pull from on the back. Because they all subscribe to that data as well. They most of them, yes, they will subscribe to that data. If not, if they don't, well, Realtor.com is part of the multiple listing system, right. so that's our website basically right. as realtors. Right. Um, Zillow and Trulia they pull that data by subscribing as members right. only to our MLS system. Right, um, but. That data does not, I mean, it'll go to Realtor.com. So basically our MLS system here will go to Realtor.com and the MLS system down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area will go to Realtor.com as well. But the the data is only available, combined data is only available on Realtor.com. As a listing agent, whenever I do searches and stuff like that for my clients, it's easier to do from a multiple listing system. Mm -hmm from a from an actual website you know like an actual platform mm-hmm. that has all of my listings well Wichita Falls has one multiple listing system mm-hmm. and the Dallas Fort Worth area has another one mm-hmm. and um, each each board has their has their own multiple listings but system. the two are not related or inter- interconnected at no all. it's two different platforms ours yeah. is called Paragon and the one down the D- Dallas area is called Netris now Netris has a lot of um, a lot of the realtor boards combined into that okay so you only have to have one access to one multiple listing system to see all the listings everywhere in the metroplex metroplex area okay so i can see the listings in denton i can see the listings over in in uh frisco and i can see the listings over in the dallas area all in one place right well if we were part of that system they would also be able to see our listings okay all right when so they're it, doing their searches for their clients. Is there any push at all to become a part of that at all? It, over the over the years, we've tried to um, get our board to mm-hmm. switch over to the Netra system, but a lot of it has to do with the funding. I see. So okay. our, our our dues here in Wichita Falls go towards the the multiple system that we're using currently. If we were to switch right. to another multiple listing system, I think our dues would change. Yeah. And a lot of people think that that would change drastically. And a lot of the control of the multiple listing mm. office would be lost because now we would be under the Dallas-Fort Worth umbrella. Okay. But, well, it, I mean, to me, for me, it, it just means that there's a lot of clients. I mean, we get it even now. We get a lot of agents from the Dallas-Fort Worth area showing our, sh- you know, showing our, our listings. Mm-hmm. 
um, but they don't have access to the actual data, the, the data behind the scenes. Okay. All right. So they, they can, they, they know the house is available, but they just don't know everything about it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They don't right. know all the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and you know, going back to the, the sales, the, the sales numbers. Now we've talked about the active listings down 53%. Nearly 85,000 homes were sold statewide in Q1 of this year. Now that's a 10.1% increase over Q1 of last year, a 10% increase. Now you, yeah, you think, well, 10% big deal. It is a big deal. I mean, it's a big number, especially I when you consider that the number of listings is so far is so far down compared to last year. If we had the same amount of listings, I think our sales would be up like probably 30 to 40, you know, percent. But yeah. I, and if you if you go back historically and see what our increases are, that 10% would probably only be 2%. I think on average we only increase about two percent every quarter. What what is, how many days average is a listing on the market in Wichita Falls in the Wichita Falls metro area? That's right now? impossible to determine nowadays. I mean, it used to be sixty to ninety days. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you if you sold your house within the first you know ninety days, you were lucky. Now you're you know you put it on the market and you get a contract within the first day. Yeah, and, so and we're seeing that often now. Day, yeah, I mean that's a thirty day listing. That was a very uncommon thing here, not that long ago, for a house to be on, you know listed on Monday and it's in contract by Friday. That that didn't happen very often. Now it's become commonplace. You put it on the market. You know, I've I've had a couple listings that you you put it before you even get all the information in the MLS. You got other realtors calling. You go, hey, can I show that house in an hour? No, but you know maybe tomorrow. But uh, you know, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's everything it's, is just happening just so crazy. rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy. It is. It has gotten crazy, and and like I said, that that the, uh, a lot of that has to do with that growth that's coming up yeah. from the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah. Now, if we were an old, you know, more of an open market, we probably would be experiencing more growth than that. That's what I would estimate. Well, you know, and, and I think, and we've talked about this before. You know, when when businesses start looking at at your community, uh, whether it's restaurants or retail or whatever, they're looking at rooftops. You know, especially restaurants, they're looking for, you know, you're looking for constant foot traffic all the time. At restaurants, you got to turn tables over. you got to have constant foot traffic. Right. And they look at rooftops. And when they decide where to build, it's rooftops that matter. How many people live in this area? How many people potentially can be a customer for us? Well, and, the, and, and I think that you were the one that told me this a while ago, is that our unemployment rate was so low that a lot of industry couldn't grow here because there's no people here to work in their industry. Well, that, that has been a factor. Now our unemployment rate, uh, back in February, we were about 7.1%. The latest data puts us at 5.5% unemployment. So we've dropped considerable bit in one quarter. Uh, but we're still more than double what we were at the end of 2019. At the end of 2019, we were about 2.2%. Five two point six percent. So we're you know we're still double what we were back then. Um, we still have employers here still struggling to find help. All of this and, and all how all of this ties in, I think, and Lou and into the housing market is this: if if you know a community is growing, you're going to look and, and we're seeing more development. We're seeing more houses built. You got some projects going on Northwest Drive. Yeah, uh, we got what like five homes over there already built or six or. We're on our, gosh, we're on our fourth right now, and we got two more 
that are going to be coming up in the next week. And these are not spec homes that are being built. These are these are sold houses. Yeah, they're already sold. Yeah, they're so. And I don't think anybody's building a spec home. Time to to put a spec home up. I mean, if we put a spec as soon as we start building something, or even just. It, Put it's it out there. Gone. It's, it's already, you know, in order. We, we actually have a little bit of a waiting list on our builds right now. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's all kinds of factors playing into that right now. Material availability oh, just is, yeah. is nuts. Labor is becoming a problem. La- I mean, yeah. Nobody wants to work. Yeah. Or if they do work, if they do want to work, they, you know, yeah. they'll take two or three days to do one project that took, you know, what it should have taken half a day. Well, and I think if we, if our census numbers bear out what I think they're going to bear out, we're, we will have grown in population, and I think that can help drive new construction. And and maybe that's the answer, uh, you know, to the to the supply problem is we just need more construction going. We need more people coming so that we have more construction. But then that still doesn't address the problem of the you know the individual who lives in the hundred and fifty thousand dollar house and they'd love to buy a you know upgrade to a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, but it ain't available to buy. It still doesn't address that problem. So yeah, much. I mean that's going to be a normal problem that any real estate market is going to have. I mean, usually what happens is once you've been in a home for three to five years, yeah. you decide that you you know you start to feel like you need to upgrade, and you you know after three to five years, usually uh, from an employment standpoint, you can afford a little bit bigger home or a right. little bit more expensive or a little bit right. nicer or a little bit newer. Yeah. Um, now, if there's nothing available for you to upgrade to. Then you know then, then that's where you kind of get stuck, but mm-hmm. there's always there's always options out there. I mean, there's we're 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 trying to build some affordable homes over there in the northwest area, and we're we're trying to develop that area to be a little mm-hmm. bit more um, uh, middle middle class or mm-hmm. you know affordable homes. I guess is the, the better term. Right. We're trying to make some affordable homes there in the, in the hundred and seventy to. We want to stay under 200 because the people yeah. that are that are like, for instance, in Floral Heights or in Faith Village, mm-hmm. that can afford a better home, that can afford something that doesn't right. have, you right. know, issues or that's not pier and beam or right. um, they, they their cap is at about 200. Yeah. Well, the, the statewide median price right now or in Q1 of this year was about $274,000. That was the statewide average. Wichita yeah. Falls median home price is about one hundred and forty nine thousand. Yeah, and that's a seven point one percent year over year increase in prices. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone's everyone by now you've gotten your new tax valuation <laughs> from the appraisal board. And I haven't talked to one single person yet that said, "Yeah, my taxes went down." No, <laughs> everybody's and went up. And, and and the people that I've talked to have been like, "Oh my gosh, mine went up." 30 percent 20 percent and it's crazy because we have to have some sort of control over that like how high like california has theirs they can only go up two percent in the, in the tax valuations right. Right. they can only go up as much as two percent every year that's right. the max right. so i mean if if, if we went up two percent every single year that would be more um affordable our taxes are so high it's just we could go. We could do two whole shows on the ta- the property tax issues in Texas, and this is something the legislature grapples with every single session. It comes up every session for as long as I can remember that topic. Now, does it? Do they ever really get anything meaningful done on no, it? it? No, it, nothing ever is going to get meaningfully done for it because ultimately people pay the taxes. 
Well, you have to. I mean, you, yeah, it, you know, and, a lot, and, there, they and there's pay their taxes. Yeah. So why is the what, what motive? What possible motivation does the government have to change to, to, that? to not raise it? Yeah. Well, and, and what's happening here is you're not seeing the tax rate go up. It's the t- it's the value of As the a, property. Yeah, the, the tax assessments. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, your, your taxes are, are it's gauged as a percentage of the value. Well, if the value increases, then by virtue of that, the amount of money they collect from you is going up. Well, the tax rates also tend to go up, too. So the, not only are you getting a tax assessment that goes up exponentially every year, 5 10%, but then you also have the tax rate that goes up. Yeah. Well, there are, there are some limits they've got on the, on the rates, or particularly on the school side, the school tax side of things. And, of course, you've got your, your um, homestead exemption. Was it $25,000 yeah, homestead did, exemption? I think they did increase the, ta- the tax uh, exemption yeah. for that um, a few years ago. It was, what was it, 15000 I, I think it was fifteen and went to twenty five, mm-hmm. which is, is calculated on the, on the, school, assess, the, school, the school tax assessment. Because you have three assessments or, or three, three tax rates you're paying. Your, your local ISD, your county, which for us is which all falls ISD, your county taxes, and, and your city taxes. So you actually, you're paying three entities is what you're paying mm-hmm. when you pay your taxes. It all goes to one to one, one collector. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have one tax assessor collector who's responsible for collecting the money, but but it's all going, it's going to three different legal, legally three different bodies. So, and, and people will argue, well, you know, I, why doesn't the city of Wichita Falls build, you know, why don't they build the new schools? Well, that's not their job. They legally they can't, they can't spend the money that they collect in taxes to build new schools. That responsibility falls to the ISD. Uh, the city of Wichita Falls can't build a new county jail legally. They can't do that. The county has to do that. Mm. It's it's totally it's all separate money and has to be kept separate. But you're paying the you know the same ent- the same body you're just collecting the money. But you know, the fact of the matter is is you know they'll tell you that the assessments are they're they're trying to stay in line with market values. But see, that's where I question that because the tax assessments should, I don't know. I mean, to me, what the California is doing is not necessarily accurate either because if their assessments only go up 2%, is that really an accurate representation of their property values? You can get a property that's assessed for $250,000, but when it sells, it sells for $750,000. Well, but so, we... I mean, that's not really a good representation of tax value. But that's well, the rules that they've set for that, that state. But, but, Lou, we've got people moving to our state. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've met people right here in our local area that have relocated here from California. And they're walking into Texas, and they've netted $300,000 from the sale of their home in California. They sold their $800,000 home or million-dollar home in California, walked away with a tidy profit that they can then bring to Texas and and pay cash for a home because we're seeing a lot more cash buyers that aren't investors. Oh These are God. they're they're I buying mean, their home to live in. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'll get a buyer be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pay pay cash. Uh, yeah. I'm like okay, well, what is it that you're looking for? And I'm expecting like something like forty thousand, fifty thousand, seventy thousand, mm-hmm. you know, seventy between that that kind of figure. And they're like, oh well, you know, I, I don't want to go above three hundred fifty thousand. And I'm like. <laughs> Okie dokie, I can do that. Let's see if we can find you something today. Um, And you know, that that $40,000, $50,000 mark for someone wanting to pay cash, that would have been the common thing here just a few years ago. Someone, you know, looking for a house, you know, if they're looking for a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home with a one-car garage and want to pay $50,000 for it, yeah, you could have done that here. 
few years ago. That that was doable. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. Nope. And ninety eight percent of the people that are looking for a house right now are all looking for the same thing. They want at least three bedrooms. They want at least two bathrooms. They need at least a one-car garage. They'd love to have two. They'd love to have it attached if they can get it, but they'll take detached and across the street if they have to. They don't care. They just want the house. You know, they they want – everybody pretty much is looking for the same thing. Well, when you have that scenario and everybody's shopping for the same thing basically – as these inventory numbers keep dropping, the competition just gets hotter and hotter for it. And one thing that I would advise anybody that's looking to sell a house is that do not contact one of these, I buy ugly houses <laughs> or, oh you know, God. I buy your house for cash because right yeah. now there's, you're, you're just, you're just giving away money at this yeah. point. I mean, I hear about some from some of my investors, and I'm probably uh, they probably won't like me after this, but I hear from some of my investors that they're still being they're still able to pick up houses for like twenty five thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars here and there, thirty five, you know, and, and and that's just unreal to me. Like somebody is that desperate for cash that they will sell their house for that much. Well, if you just wait a second, mm-hmm. you could probably sell it for sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, make sure that you talk to a, a real estate professional before you get into a situation where you're just basically giving your house away. Yeah. Well, uh, if you sell, if you put, if you list your house today, the the statewide average on the market from the time you list it to to closing is about 47 days right now. That's yeah, exactly. 47 days. It takes 30 days to close any type of transaction. If it's got a lender involved at the very least, it's going to take 30 days. If it's a cash buyer, then it can be somewhere between seven days and two weeks. It just really depends on the title company and how fast they, they work on the uh, title policy. Well, and, and and all the, all the people that are involved in these processes, the title companies, the inspectors, the, uh, the appraisers, everybody is up to their eyeballs in work right now and busy and, you know, you call for an appraisal, don't expect it the next day. That's just not going to happen. No, Um, I think a lot of these appraisers are are pretty much about two. They can still do an appraisal within two weeks or one week, but um, you may need to shop around. Your banker, you may need to shop around if you're using a lender. They're they're busy, and and that's great. And this is is really good news for the economy. uh, Clearly, the housing market is very strong, and it's very healthy, and Mm -hmm. it's very healthy here in the Wichita Falls market. Um, I don't think anybody's concerned that, that about the health of the market, but how long does this, you know, how high is high? I mean, how, how and, far and does this I go? That a you lot know, too, from a lot of my investors are like, they, they, they don't, they don't think that this bubble, they think that the bubble is going to bust at some point is what they're telling me. And I'm like, I don't see that because. Is we, it really we, a bubble or is it? I don't it, think it's a bubble. I is honestly this, don't the, think is it's a this bubble. the is this new, new normal, if, if I dare use that term yeah, for th- this? And this is the new status quo. I mean, yeah. because if you think about it from way back in 2009, whenever I first started doing real estate, mm-hmm. um, that market went, back then we were in a recession. Right. We were, we were, we were struggling to sell even one home in 90 days. Right. You know, I mean, if you had a listing, you better count on that listing be on the market for at least six months to a year. Before you had a buyer, yeah. um, so and, and then we also had the uh, uh, the uh, water rations. Well, we were in a drought. We were in a drought. Yeah, we were in a drought. So seven we, plus years. Right. Exactly. So not only did we have the recession, but uh, and the market, but and the market 
crash or whatever. Yeah. And realistically, it did not affect Wichita Falls. It didn't affect us to the point where our market went down, but it just kind of plateaued us. It just kind of stayed very uh, steady. Like it, it, some of it went down a little bit, but mostly it just kind of just we just well, kept trucking along. And, and this is a whole other topic that we probably could get into at another time. We just don't have time today. But the subprime lending market had a big impact on that on that bust back in, in 09. Well, there, there yeah. was a lot of, the, but, but we never had a, from what I'm told anyway, w- the Wichita Falls area, we never had a lot of subprime lending going on here. That no. was a very small part of our market. A here. lot of it probably had to be done more in metropolitan areas. Yeah. But yeah. so basically after 2011, that's when our market started to kind of recover a little bit and we started to speed up a little bit. And then as soon as the the uh, the, the drought restrictions dropped off, yeah. I mean, our market just went because now people were selling were able to sell their homes. Yeah. Well, in one week's time in 2015, we went from 18% capacity in our primary reservoir to water running over the dam. Right. So we had plenty of water. But from 2009 to 2015, our market was pretty much steady. It wasn't yeah. increasing at all. Yeah. And usually homes increase in value about 2 to 5% every year. Right. That's pretty normal. Yeah. But for us, rather than ours dropping, ours just kind of stayed the same yeah, stagnant, for yeah. six years. And then all of a sudden now our property values start to climb a little bit. But I think now we're starting to see a really big hike. Right. And it's just kind of... Making up for all that time that we did lose. Yeah, I just, I don't see a scenario myself where, you know, you, you said, well, you know, there's going to be a the bubble's going to burst and property values are going to drop 50%. I don't see that happening. I, that just does, that doesn't, no, to me, 50%. Yeah, mathematically, even 25% doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think there, there's a, there are some naysayers out there, some people that are pretty negative, and, and they, they feel like that's, and I don't, I don't know if they're just trying to scare people or what. Well, they're just worried that, that that's where we're headed. But I honestly, I don't see that that's where we're headed. I think I that, either. I mean, our economy is going to be pretty healthy as well, long as, as long as, I mean, Wichita Falls is as long as we keep trucking along, we're you know we're it's, gonna be doing okay. It's a great place to live. Yeah, it really is. Well, if you got if you got a house you want to list for sale, you need to contact us, Strategic Realty here in Wichita Falls, Texas. StrategicRealty.net. The phone number is nine four zero two. No, that's my phone number. Easy. Nine four zero six eight nine seventy nine hundred. There you go. That's it. Or again, strategicrealty.net. So, uh, you know, subscribe, like, and share to our, our YouTube channel and all the other stuff. You can listen to us, of course, here on ninety six point. Uh, 96.3 FM and 1290 AM every weekend. And we want to thank Terry McAdams and MacTech Solutions for providing the studio space for us to record this program Absolutely. each week. Absolutely love that. Thank you, Terry. And uh, do do go see them too. It's MacTech-Solutions.com is their website. But again, ours is strategicrealty.net. So we will see you next time with more strategic moves with Lou. Until then, do take care.